Hey girl, hopefully that intro song gets you feeling all the feels and gets you dancing a little bit today. Because if you don't know, you'll know soon enough. I love what dancing does for you. Well, welcome to the girl. Let's be real podcast where we are all about real talk and having fun. My name is Jenna and I am an entrepreneur passionate about sharing tools that are actionable to help shift your mindset in order to start loving yourself unconditionally and start living a life you really love. We all have a gift to share and the world craves yours, girlfriend. Real talk. I am no better than you, no different than you. I am one of you. Girl, I'm telling you, I see you, I hear you, and I love you. Girl, I got you. Let's be real. Welcome back to another His and Her episode. I have my incredible husband, Isaac, with me today, and we are bringing you into our house to a very real conversation that we have been having recently. We got a short little episode for you. So welcome back, babe. Thanks for having me. As always, you are a treat to our audience and they love you. So thanks for being here. Today, we are talking about like why we want more in life, right? Like people look at you and I and you know, we have a great relationship. We have two beautiful, healthy children. We have have a nice home. We have good jobs. We have a great support system. Like why we want more bringing my audience into this conversation that you and I have been having so often recently that people have in our real life been asking us like, why are you taking so much more on? Like you guys already do so much. And so I'll let you start by like, why do you desire more in life? So that, the way you worded that makes me think again about what I was going to say about this. I guess if you are not growing as a person, uh, spiritually, physically, emotionally, uh, then you're not serving the purpose that you have in this life. And I believe that no matter what you're doing, no matter what stage of the life you're in, um, as soon as you stop growing, as soon as you stop challenging yourself, um, you know, you, your life might as well be over, I guess. Like that's the purpose of our lives is to continue to grow and, and better ourselves. Um, and I think that as, as a Christian, especially, I think that God has given us a purpose on this life. And if we're not growing and striving to fulfill that purpose, then we're not serving, uh, the way we should be. Yeah, no, I love that. And you and I are both huge on discovering your purpose for your life. And I mean, I have my power purpose workshop because of that. I talk about that all the time in my coaching about how important it is to do the work, to peel back the layers, to discover your purpose in your life. So would you agree? Like, are you with me? Like until you do the work and discover your purpose and you align it with what you're doing daily, you're not truly living. I do, but I also will say that your purpose will change throughout your life. And we've both have certainly experienced that. I think that in different stages of your life, as you, um, you know, when you and I got married, my, my purpose for my life certainly changed. And then with the birth of each of our sons, I think my purpose has changed again. So I think it's an, 
ongoing development. I think it's something you continue to define and continue to uh, it continues to evolve. And so I think you just need to con- as you as you word it, continue to do the work. I think you just need to be aware of what it is your goals are, what it is you're you're working towards. Yeah. I actually was just on that live event, as you know, talking to a community of women. And I talked about that. I talked about how important it is that as you transition into different phases of your life, right? You just alluded to when you got married, when you had children, like your purpose changes, your outlook on life, what the meaning. And it's so important that we ask ourselves those questions, right? Like what I want now isn't what I wanted even two years ago or last year or five years ago. And a lot of things change, right? You know, getting married, getting older, getting more mature, life experiences, becoming a parent, realizing that maybe you don't love what you loved 10 years ago. And so, yeah, I I mean, I a hundred percent agree that yes, although we both believe that God has a calling for us and a purpose that can look differently and that can evolve, right? We are humans and we're constantly evolving and our purpose evolves with us. And it's important to do the work as you transition into phases to discovering, you know, what, what is your purpose and how does that align with your current phase in life? And so right now where we are right now, Isaac, like, what would you say is your motivation that you're pursuing being an entrepreneur, starting a business, getting into real estate investment, right? Like right now you are starting literally your own business. I'm starting my own business. So we're both becoming entrepreneurs, We're both getting into real estate investment while we both are spouses and we're both parents and we both are working full times as a high school math teacher with you and an orthopedic PA for me. Like, what is your motivation to pursue what you're doing right now? So my motivation right now is I want to be the best father and best husband that I can possibly be. And you know, we were just talking about how your your purpose changes and, and that that's true, but I also will add to that the values that I have have not changed. I think that even since the beginning, since I really started doing work, you know, on my personal growth however many dozen years ago, um, ever since then my goal or my values have been to to help others be the best versions of themselves and the first way I did that was through teaching and through coaching. And I think as a husband, I do it in a different way. And then as a father, I've done it in a different way. But I think some of the values and some of my core beliefs have been constant throughout. And so I think that those are the, that, that's kind of the starting point in my mind, like starting with those core beliefs and those core values, and then allow your purpose to kind of shape around those. But right now, certainly my my core or my, my purpose right now is to be the best father, best husband that I can be. And the main motivator there was in starting the new business and starting in real estate is that in order to do that, the next step uh, that I was going to be able to take was going to require more time. I was going to need more time uh, to devote to those relationships in order to be the best father and best husband that I could be. Yeah. And so that's my goal with both of those things. And I think that I'm investing time now, hoping that it pays dividends in the future where I can put more time into some different things. 
yeah, funny that you were or used the word invest, right? I was listening to a podcast, which I introduced you to, right? Um, Lori Harder and Chris Harder, a couple that they both have their own podcast, but I was listening to a podcast literally today and they were talking about how no decision you make in your life is neutral, right? Like you're either borrowing from your future like debt or you are feeding to your future like an investment. And I love that. Like it really painted a picture. I like paused the podcast and I was like, it is so true. I mean, you're either, you know, doing things now and you're living on autopilot and you're just coasting and you're scraping by, but you're putting yourself in debt for the future. You're robbing your future, right? You're like, that's, that's a better way of putting it. You're robbing your future or you're doing things now that are dropping, you know, money, investment, and to then feed your future. It looks like you have something to say about that. <laughs> I, the, when you use the phrase autopilot, I always think about easy. It is so easy to spend your time. It is so easy to spend it watching Netflix, um, you know, going out, doing whatever, spending your time rather than investing your time. Investing your time is difficult. And it's funny, I when I was growing up and even into my early adulthood, I had a, a printout of a saying in my that I hung on my mirror. And all it said was, God will test you today. Do hard things. Yeah. Do hard things. And when you are faced with two decisions, very often the correct decision is the hard one. Yes. Amen. Right. And that goes back to pushing yourself outside your comfort zone. And you and I talk about this all the time. It's easy, like you said, to stay in your comfort zone, right? And not make yourself uncomfortable, but nothing changes, right? The most obvious statement I can make is things aren't going to change if things don't change, if you don't change and you have to do the hard things, you have to make yourself uncomfortable to experience that growth that you alluded to earlier. And you and I are so, I mean, we are just so about the growth mindset. And when you and I became growth, like our mindset, right? We became more of like personal growth and not only our own personal growth, but then us growing as a couple and us growing as parents. And we got into that growth mindset and we really bought into it and embodied it. Our lives changed, right? Like our whole perspective on life, wouldn't you say? And so like, if you're listening to this, like we just encourage you so much growth mindset. If you're like, I don't really know what you mean, like literally message us. Having a growth mindset is simple as I say, is like you are just consciously living your life, wanting to be a better version of you today than you were yesterday and a better version of you tomorrow than you are today. It doesn't mean you're perfect. It doesn't mean it's easy, but you're willing to do the work. And so like you talked about your motivation and I'll just put a little bit of, you know, mine right now is I love my job, right? Like I love the the job that I go into. Like today I was just in surgery. I love what I do. I love doing hip and knee replacements. I love who I work with. I love my job, but here's the thing. It's on somebody else's time. And when I look at, you know, we talk about our top priorities all the time. It's you, Jacob, Jonah, God, right? Like where am I borrowing time from? is you guys. And it's not, so if you're listening to this, it's not that you're unhappy that you, you know, you don't have to be unhappy to want more. You can be very content in your life. You can be very happy with where you are and still desire more. And there's this misperception that I believed for way too long of, 
you know, I'm selfish if I, if I desire more and I have all these blessings in, in my life. Like, why do I want more? Right? Like I felt like something was wrong with me. I was ungrateful and I'm not ungrateful. You're not ungrateful, Isaac. Like if you're listening to this and you have a good life, right? And you have blessings, like it's okay to desire more in life. And Talk, you know, talk about that, babe. Like, have you had that internal struggle at all? Yes. Uh, I do want to go back real quick to your your growth mindset. Uh, you know, what is a growth mindset? And I, I compare it to lifting weights. You are doing something. When you're lifting weights, you're doing something that is fairly unnatural. You are straining your muscles to exhaustion. That's not normal. Like, you're doing something difficult with the intent of growing in the future. And so when I think about a growth mindset, it's, it's being willing to choose those challenging tasks, those things that stretch you uh, personally, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, uh, with the idea that you will grow because of it. Yes. And you talked also about uh, comfort, right? How easy it is to be comfort, comfortable. And especially when you think about in the United States, how many blessings most people have and how many um, things we have in our life that are solely intended to increase the convenience that we have. And you've uh, started reading the, the book Comfort Crisis. And I, and I think that, that it is a crisis. It is a crisis that we are facing now as, um, as a country, at least as I am personally, that it is so easy to be comfortable in, in our lives when we lean on these conveniences. Yes. So anyway, you said, um, you know, talking about the struggle of wanting more, desiring more. And I, I want to emphasize here more for me does not mean money or fame or possessions or anything like that. When I think I want more, I want to more fully fulfill the purpose that God has for my life. Yes. Yeah. I, you know, you can get caught up in, you know, wanting more in life and what that means. And I actually, you know, posted just a simple quote on my Instagram, my social media about, you know, today, like you don't need to feel guilty for wanting more in life. And you can take that a lot of ways. But what I simply mean by that is what I just said, going back to like, I do feel very blessed. You do feel very blessed. What I said at the very beginning of this, but when you go to that, that evolution and that pushing yourself outside your comfort zone and doing hard things and, and you know, living out your purpose, it's you're constantly moving, right? Like you're constantly in action. It's when you become stagnant that you know, you actually start to go backwards and you know this about me, Isaac, like I, I go crazy when I'm still right. Like I need things to do. And that's actually makes me a better person. It makes me a happier person. It makes me a better wife. It makes me a better mom. Like if I'm just sitting watching Netflix or I don't have something I'm working towards, I'm not in a good mental space. I'll also say, though, I think that that's a skill that can be learned. I'm sure there's lots of people listening who say, I am comfortable watching Netflix. I am comfortable on the couch with a bag of popcorn or chips, eating or you know, drinking soda and watching Netflix. I enjoy that. I'm comfortable there. And they may feel like that, but they need to step out of that comfort zone. They need to maintain that growth mindset. And what they will find is that this is something that can be learned. It's something that can be practiced and it's something that you can improve on. 
Yeah. So if he hit you, like if you're like, oh, Isaac, that's me, right? Like if that is you, like no shame, girlfriend, like, right? Like this isn't a, you know, this, this is such a podcast where I am like, come with me, girl, let's learn and grow together. Like you and I are girlfriends, right? Isaac can be one of our girlfriends today too. He's been there, you know, he's gone on many girl nights with me. Um, not that he really wanted to, but that's besides the point. Um, but you know, like we're never trying, I'm never trying to shame you or make you feel bad about yourself. But what I'm saying, what Isaac's saying, what we want for you is what I say all the time of like, we want, I want you to love the life that you're living. I want you to be in a a good place mentally. I want you to push yourself outside of that comfort zone. And I want you to go for your dreams, to chase them so freaking hard. Like I know that there's more out there for you. And I want you to believe that, you know, and Isaac, talk about your self-talk recently. Like, you know, what has that been like since you made the decision to push yourself into these unknown territories of being an entrepreneur, a business owner, into real estate investment? Like, how have you had to coach yourself? So first of all, it's not something that either, it's not a switch, right? It's not on or off. When we talk about growth mindset and we talk about embracing the discomfort, it's not an on or off switch where I'm like, you know, for months at a time, I'm just on and I'm just like, you know, everything's great. That's not, that's not the case, right? We certainly still have bad days where, you know, we're not at our best. And we certainly have gone through stretches in our lives where we go through weeks or even months that, you know, we were not our, our, our best selves. So certainly no judgment, um, in that comment, I'm just, you know, we've been there, we've learned from it. Um, and so I, I certainly would encourage others to do the same. I think that my, coaching and the way I coach myself, I I think it's these small habits. Um, if you haven't read atomic habits by James clear, I would highly recommend it. Um, it's building these small habits that build the discipline necessary to do the bigger things. And so, you know, great example, I've been much more consistent in my morning workouts, wake up at five 30 in the morning and I, and I lift and I try to read the Bible before anybody else wakes up is my goal. And by doing those small things, I'm building discipline so that I'm ready to use it when the big things come up. And so I don't know that it's necessarily something that I'm coaching myself through those big things. It's something that I, the disciplined action has become habit through doing these smaller things. So those mornings, uh, you know, that I just don't feel like getting up. It's not about the lift. It's, it's not about that morning. It's about what I know it's building for in the future. It's about the big decisions that are coming that I know I'll need that discipline for. Yeah. Yeah. Small actions. Right. And we talk about like, and I say sometimes small, messy actions, like whatever your small actions are, it's taking those small actions. And I love that you say they become bigger things because they do. When you wake up in the morning and you get up on your alarm and you go down and you work out, and then you have your quiet time with God. Like you've even said this to me, you're like, I'm just in a, such a better mental space than when like the kids wake up. I'm a better father than I go, you know, and I go to my job and I'm better at my job. And then I come home and I already, you know, I'm just 
it's bigger than just that one decision. And so those small actions, yes. They Amen. snowball. The, the morning snowball, snowballs through the afternoon and into the evening and then into the next day. And then all of a sudden you're snowballing weeks and weeks into months and months. And so think about how that growth compounds. It can just be a super powerful thing. Yeah. The ripple, the ripple effect is real, Yeah, you know? And so I just like why we want more, right? I go back to what Isaac said. It's not money. It's not the fame. It's, it's because we want, we want to both live out our purpose. We both want to be able to, if we want, you know, to walk away from our daytime jobs, we want to have the ability to do so because if we need to do that, you know, to be a better wife or husband, to be a better mom or dad, to be able to. So I heard, you know, we've been hearing both of us, I think hear this in our space a lot is like, why do you want to grow wealth? I want to grow wealth so I can do more good in the world, right? Like I don't want it for us, right? Like we've even said, like, we don't need a bigger home. We don't need fancier cars. Maybe we'd like to do some more vacations. I don't know, but that's more from a experience thing, but we have so much good that you and I want to do. And so when we say like, why do we want more in life? Well, it's for each other. It's for our children. It's to spend more time and energy towards each other and our children and to spend more time, you know, in our church and with God and to be able to take those vacations, to be able to give back and leave, live out our purpose and do more good in the world. Like, why do we want more? For all those reasons, it's not a selfish reason. It's not an ungrateful. We are so blessed to be married. We are so blessed to have healthy children. We're blessed with all, you know, our home and our jobs, our community but it's okay that we want more and it's okay that you want more regardless of where you are. And maybe you're stuck and you're in a funk and like, you know, then yes, you needed, you, you deserve to want more. And all you gotta do is like Isaac said, is start with those small actions. Maybe it is that you just commit to one thing every morning for yourself. Right. And you start to take back your life and ownership and you start to dive in and do your, your or dive into your purpose more. And then all of a sudden, like, layer by layer, girl, like you are living it out. It can look different for you than it does for me and Isaac. Like we are just sharing our hearts with you today. And so to wrap this up, babe, like when we talk about wanting more in life, your motivation, growth mindset, everything we've talked about today, like what's that piece that you really want to drive home with the person listening today? Don't be afraid to dream. And I think that that can mean lots and lots of different things. This is I get goosebumps just thinking about this. Like I, I, I tell students this all the time. Please do not be afraid to dream. Whether that's in your relationships, whether that's in your financial life, whether that's in whatever that may be, it doesn't matter. But don't be afraid to dream and don't be afraid to be specific when you're dreaming. I think that when you wake up in those mornings and you don't feel like you know doing whatever it is that you need to do to build that discipline, having that very clear vision of what you want your life to look like can be incredibly powerful. And I know you talk a lot about peeling back the layers to expose what's really important to you, I think is an incredibly valuable first step. And so please just don't be afraid to dream and dream big. Oh, yes. I love it so much. Like, don't be afraid to freaking chase your dream girl and chase them so freaking hard. You deserve to love the life that you're living. You deserve more in life. And so Isaac, thank you for being here. Thank you. And until next time, girl, go rock your day. I love you. I'm always here cheering for you. We'll talk so soon.
Thank you so much for listening and letting me be a part of your day, friend. If you loved what you heard on this episode, it would honestly mean the world to me if you leave me a comment on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening from. Your comment helps me so much to be able to connect with more listeners. And if you haven't, make sure to subscribe. Also, share it with one of your girlfriends. Like text her right now. And post on social media and tag me at jenna.kloffenstein so I can personally thank you and connect. I am so, so grateful to have you along on this journey with me. Friend, take a deep breath, smile, dance a little, and have a fabulous day. We'll talk soon.